Today on The Big Inside, there is no story here. There's absolutely no story here, and there's no stories online. So all we're worried about is the details today, and we promise there'll be no stories. This is the next workout for your ears, and it begins right now. It's another Monday night somewhere. Wait, wait, that doesn't make any, that doesn't make any sense. Oh, well. I, I guess it's time once again for the big inside. Broadcasting from the world-famous Public Alley 701 in the storied city of Boston, Massachusetts, I'm Christian Mady, a.k.a. XN, and this is The Big Inside, an ongoing discussion that intersects and connects, what transforms the body with what transforms the world, then turns them both inside out. So we're all about the conversation, we're not necessarily the education, but with our luck, you're probably going to end up learning something along the way. And hi, guys. Hi. You noticed? You noticed? Like, where'd Christian go? Where'd he go? Well, hey, I'm back. You noticed a little gap, didn't you? Look, it's summer. And here in New England, where the world-famous Public Value 701 is, uh, that means the air quality in the summer is a thick, swampy soup combination of dense humidity and warm pollen. So that means everything pretty much slows down, including me. So... Summer slowdown. We're looking at roughly one to two episodes a month through September, uh, you know, give or take a little bit. But please keep subscribing. In fact, we wanted to send a thank you out to everyone who's been following us on Facebook. If you're not following us and liked us, get on that. There's been this recent uptick, and you know how thrilling that can be when you see the numbers go up. Thank you, guys. Please keep sharing. That's how it happens, you know? Like, for example, if you haven't told a friend yet about the show, please go do it now. You know, there's actually a lot of people in the world who don't even get podcasts. Like, what's a podcast? Tell them. It's stuff that you listen to when you're driving in your car or while you're doing cardio or just lounging at the beach being lazy. Uh, that's what a podcast is. Tell them that and say, here's the best one ever. Or at least here's a one. Because we really want to be in your ear holes and we want to be in your friends' holes. Okay, that was gross. Scratch that. You know what I mean. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway. Please go online, even right now, and copy the link to this show, which you can grab from our website, TheBigInside.com, or from Google Play or Stitcher or iTunes, but not from Spotify, because those snobby bumheads don't carry indie shows. But, you know, grab the link, BigInside.com, Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes. Grab that link, and when you've got it, share it on your social media walls and whatnot, or on a friend's Facebook wall, or send it to an enemy on Instagram. We don't care, just whatever. When you guys share, that helps us grow. See, we're independent, and in order to keep growing, it's you guys. Literally, you guys are the bonfire. So help that bonfire grow, help us out, and share away. Okay, that's it for announcements. On to the big deal segment of the show. So for this episode, I got a little help from one of our contributors, a guy whose voice you've probably heard on previous episodes, Mr. Nick Lefebvre. Uh, we were having a conversation about all the kinds of stuff we see online, and suddenly an idea popped into our head, and that idea became this week's Big Deal segment. So have a listen. You're probably listening right now, expecting me to tell you something relatively profound. Mm -hmm. 
you're probably expecting me to tell you a story that ends with some remarkable life lesson. Well, I'm not. There's no story with a remarkable ending here. This isn't going to be one of those shows where I tell you a story that ends with some thoughtful life lesson. This won't be one of those times we talk about the meaning behind someone's work. Because there's no story ending here. Literally. I mean, there's a story. There's always a story, right? But there's just no ending. So, without an ending, is it a story at all? I don't fucking like this one. I don't feel good about this one at all. No, I just, I just feel like I have no right to talk because, of, like, I don't really have anything to say. There's plenty of way more qualified people than me, so I feel uncomfortable and I'm like put on the spot to talk about it. What makes a story a story? Is it just a sequence of events? Just a retelling of the order of something that happened? I step forward with my left foot and then my right foot, spread my knees apart, get as close to the bar as I can. And then from there, I reach down with my left hand, um, grip the bar really tight. That's my overhand. And then my right hand is under, um, underhanded grip. So I grab and then pull my lats in and then lift. Or is a story something behind all those events? Damn, can we just do something interesting? Like a more interesting topic? I feel like there's more interesting things about me than this story that's not a story. About, I don't know, I'm not even sure what this is about. Like, at what point do all those details behind an event transform a tale into something worth telling? <laughs> alright, alright, whatever. I'll play your game. Really? Do we even know how to tell each other stories anymore? I mean, stories that have meaning. All right. Hey, I'm Nick. I'm the co-owner and co-founder of Saisi Sports. I'm also a competitive bodybuilder and powerlifter. Have we just totally forgotten how to tell stories? You know, because of the internet? In particular, because of social media? Because it's all tricked us into forgetting how to tell, you know, stories. The speed of the internet that urgency to get all the information out there, and that addictive desire to have everyone else tell us, hey dude, great content. It's all made our abilities to tell each other things into one gigantic elaborate game of show and tell. I step forward with my left foot and my right foot, pull my hips as close to the bar as I can, and then grab the bar uh, first with my left hand and then my right hand, set my lats, set my back, and then pull. It's like the only reason we even tell each other the details at all is so that we can hear praise back from people in return. But those aren't really, you know, stories. They're just verbal attention grabs. So is it maybe that we've run out of stories to tell? Like there just isn't enough stories left? And now all we have left is a bunch of details, so we just swap them back and forth? All right, so I step close to the bar, first with my left foot, then my right foot. I pull sumo, so I'm looking down at the bar. I'm trying to pull my hips into the bar. Left hand, right hand, set my lats, and then pull. And then my right hand is underhanded grip, so I grab and then pull my lats in and then lift. 
There is a community out there that still treasures stories. And it's a community that you wouldn't at first suspect as being so rich on the oral tradition. It's because they also really love the details. That community? People who lift weights. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. The stereotype of strong, muscly people is that they're grunting, belligerent Neanderthals. They can barely string a sentence together. They're not really known for their elocution, and typically they're not equated with the idea of telling grand stories. And when you look at how the lifting communities are typically portrayed, constantly fussing, obsessing about the details, well, that's easy to think. But that's just not true. In reality, the culture that surrounds lifting is actually one of the richest oral traditions left in our modern world, even online. That's right, gym guys, lifters, strong ladies, they're all communicating via stories. And I mean real stories, not just lists of details, not just compendiums of facts that they report back and forth, like what we see most of the time online. No, they're about stories. And I mean really rich stories. That's how they get their information across to each other. Like, it's not just explanations of what they do. There's always something additional, some moral lesson or life perspective, or even, believe it or not, mythology. Regardless of how plain their explanations are of what they do, almost everyone who lifts craves one thing. They're all dying to tell you a story. But I did already kind of tell you that today we're not going to tell you a story. At least not one that already has its profound ending. Uh, in middle school, it was, it was really bad. Uh, yeah, I mean, there was a physical part to it, um, absolutely. You know, I remember one time I passed out when a, a kid from our neighborhood, like, shoved my face in the snow and held me down um, until I was, like, unconscious or on the verge of being unconscious. And uh, um, I'd say the worst part, though, was just always feeling... What's the word I'm looking for? Just always feeling, like, never a part of. Just, like, always feeling as though... Yeah, ostracized. Just always feeling ostracized. Um, that was the worst part of it. Uh, having been picked on so much as a kid, um, I really valued these guys that seemed so strong and uh, so much larger than life. I was really drawn to them putting their freakishness on display and still gaining acceptance or being absolutely indifferent to, it was almost like there was a strength in being an outcast, if that makes sense. There was a strength in being an anomaly. Um, and it was really inspiring to see somebody be able to push themselves and do something crazy like that with their body. Because um, when I first got into bodybuilding, when I first became fascinated with it, um, I was looking at the IFBB pros, like, you know, household names like Jay Cutler, Ronnie Coleman. Um, Christian Mady. 
Christian Mady, of course, yeah. <laughs> the uh, the flop, the natural flop. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> uh, no, but it was it was just like absolutely fascinating to see to see people of that stature, and uh, I guess part of me, uh, you know, was really drawn to this um, caricature, this this larger than life um, strength or something like that. I mean, I guess I more just like envied that uh, that acceptance that they garnered, right? Because at the same time, although you can envy somebody's acceptance, it doesn't necessarily mean that you want to emulate them. So I think when I saw this group of freaks, right, these IFBB freaks, and everyone would go, that's disgusting. Like, why would anyone want to look like that? That's too much. That's excessive. I mean, I, I couldn't relate to that. I mean, I'm not fueled by that anymore. There's nothing that uh, is really reflected in my actions that makes me want to be, you know, a freak at all. Because if you reach a respectable level, uh, then you're gaining acceptance within that community. And I'm not saying that that's what drives me. In fact, I look at a lot of those top level guys now, and that's not a physique that I aspire to have. I mean, I definitely just want to, uh, I want to get stronger. I think there's this is going to sound so stupid, but I think there's strength in being strong, right? It's fucking powerlifting, man. The whole point is to get fucking stronger. So, like I've already said a few times, maybe there isn't really a story here. I mean, at least not one that's totally finished. And it's pretty clear that Nick kind of knows this as well. I, I, yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm fuck I'm still young I mean I'm pretty pretty early on in that journey okay then but when do the details of a life become a story worth telling after all everyone wants to believe that what we do in life has some sort of you know importance like there's some sort of why that transforms the list of details about our life into an actual story but do we determine when that point is? Can we just wake up one day and decide, yeah, I think the details in my life really do have an important moral to them, and then just start telling the story? Okay, yeah, well, perception is reality, and uh, somebody having a remarkable journey is pretty, um, it's pretty subjective, right? Like, we might be very, very inspired by somebody that no one else cares to know anything about. Because I don't, like, I don't go up to, you know, go to the gym every day and say, uh, okay, here's a clearly defined reason for why I'm doing this. In fact, a lot of the times I wonder why I'm doing especially if I'm dieting for a bodybuilding show, I'm like, why the fuck am I doing this? Like, what, do, what, what value does this uh, present to me in my life? And sometimes it's none, sometimes there's a million different reasons. Um, really depends on the day, I guess. It depends on the day. Hmm. Whether or not our life is a story worth telling just depends on the day. Which means, maybe, that one day could come where a story is worth telling to everyone. 
But how will we know that day has arrived? In the bodybuilding and strength social media, there are so often posts that attempt to impart strong morals and life perceptions. Are they reasonable? Or are they just more attention grabs? How will we know the day that a story has enough to it to be worth telling? I don't know. I think a lot of people don't really break it down to such a such a micro level. But would it benefit us? Like, would it benefit anyone? All those people posting, would they get a benefit if they tried to break the details down to a story worth telling? I don't know. Would they? I'm not sure. I think there's value in asking the question. I don't necessarily think that there's value in finding an answer because the answer might not be there or it might change from year to year to year, which I think it does for a lot of people. If there's really no way of knowing whether our life makes a good story or not, should we even be forcing the details of our life into a story? Like the way people so often try to do with their journeys in lifting and strength on social media? Are we going to really gain anything from forcing the issue of having a great story to share? Or is the better path to just do the work, stay on the details, and not get distracted by trying to force a tale that isn't ready to be told. I approach the bar, I focus on pulling my hips into the bar, um, set up, get everything tight, and then pull. And then pull. And then pull. And then pull. It's a tough question. Will we get more perspective for the things we love to do if we try to make them into a story for others to hear? Should we be trying to force a why to the hows and whats of whatever we're doing? That is a really hard question. Um, there's some content that I saw once where students had written to authors of books um, and they asked the authors, what did you mean when you put in this paragraph or what was this supposed to be symbolic of? And 99% of those authors um, responded back with that wasn't meant to imply anything deeper. I was just writing. I was just putting the story together. So I would say, yeah, a lot of what people seek inspiration in um, is probably just a reflection in their own lives and what they want to hear but haven't been able to tell themselves. Does that make sense? And I may come across as aloof, um, and I certainly don't intend to. I would say that in a lot of ways, if you look at what people do in the gym or anything like that, Pretty much everybody becomes a non-story, right? Even the people who've reached, you know, the pinnacle of, of success and achievements in, in, in any sport, the training that they're doing is the same that a lot of other people are doing. What sets them apart is the result. So the result is what sets an exceptional person apart. But is it just the result itself, a description of the feat they accomplished? Or is it what that feat means that has real value? So the result is the story. 
in culmination with all of the effort that they've put in and all of the other facets of their lives, which I think is why it's so hard to find great ambassadors for any sport, right? Because you look at somebody and they may have achieved remarkable success in the sport, but how's the rest of their life? But that story, that success, um, along with the tale that they tell by authoring their own lives, just living their own lives, the story is how people view that which is why someone might relate to um, a certain icon um, and someone else might relate to um, somebody completely different with a totally different story and a totally different set of achievements. You know, whether you look at somebody like, I don't know, Terry Fox or Ronnie Coleman or Tom Brady Right now, like right this second now, you're actually living inside of a story. Yeah, right now, today. Now, we don't know what it's going to be about yet. We don't even know whether it will be valuable to a whole lot of people or just to a few. All we know are some of the details. And then my right foot, spread my knees apart, get as close to the bar as I can. From there, I reach down. What makes it a story is not about how you tell it. What makes it a story is not where you tell it. What makes it a story is also not even found in the details of the story itself. What makes your story a story is not up to you. It's up to who sees it. It's up to who hears it. You're only the author. But it's the readers who will decide if there's a good ending to it or not. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's all about the perception, I guess. Or if it's just still a work in progress. Still just a bunch of details. I would say in a lot of ways when I look at my life, yeah, I mean, it's it's a pretty pretty good reflection on like, where would I have wanted to be five years ago or 10 years ago or something like that. Um, and that's, that's totally changed just with the hardships that I've gone through in my life, like my own personal journey, uh, my own battles, my own demons. You know, everyone always shits on, or everyone always gets down on, tells me that I get down on myself like I I'm too belittling like I'm too self-deprecating I'm too unaccepting of what I haven't accomplished or whatever and I disagree because I think that that's really what uh, what lets me go like the extra mile in a day and realistically I could I could be leaps and bounds ahead of where I am now but at the end of the day I'd still say that there's relatively speaking like some value in what I've done to that 15 year old Nick, you know, I'm definitely every, every year of my life, I'm like, shit, I never saw myself ending up here. So yeah, if I really tried to force myself into a box with that, why coming back to what you were saying earlier, if I really tried to force myself into authoring one particular story, it, it would be unsuccessful because that's always changing. It's always evolving.
maybe a lot of us are trying a little too hard to tell our stories. Maybe that's what social media has done to us. Well, at least it's done to those who love to tell stories. You know, people like Lifters, people like Nick. But we have to be careful to not try too hard to tell a story that's not yet done. That would be like trying to understand a whole story when you've only read, you know, a couple chapters. And then the story wouldn't be very much of a story at all, would it? Maybe instead of trying to show off how important our stories are, we should just pay a little more attention to, you know, what chapter we're on. I hope fucking chapter two. <laughs> I don't know, because I hope I have a long way to go. I hope I have a lot of growth, and uh, I hope I have some fucking success. I mean, I mean, that's that's the story, right? That's where it's changed and morphed over the years, and uh, I've grown in different ways, and it's it's totally it's totally up in the air. Like I I, I don't know how my story is gonna change from here on out. Yeah, like I said, we're not going to tell you a story today. There's no dramatic ending. There's no great life lesson. Because really, there's no story. As many details as there are, and there are a lot, there's just no story to tell. Not yet, anyway. just like it is for all of us. We're all made up of details. Some are interesting, some are boring. And eventually, those details might become a story worth telling. But we're only the authors. We're not always the storytellers. But keep on those details anyway. Because maybe, someday, eventually, a storyteller will see them. Without you having to post it or publish it. And the details will be turned into chapters. And the chapters will become a story. And someone will tell it. Just not today. Thanks for once again stepping inside the big inside. We'll be back again real soon to steal the lunch money off of life via the bully of physique sports. Ugh. Too soon. Sorry, Nick. Anyway, in the meantime, please, please, please remember, as we said at the top of the show, please, to keep this operation afloat relies on you guys, our incredible listeners. So help us out, won't you? Take a moment, even right now, right the second, and share a link to this episode or any episode of The Big Inside. Just grab it from our website, thebiginside.com, or from Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes. 
and share it on your social media walls and whatnot, Facebook and Twitter and the like or whatever. Post it to a friend, post it to an enemy, a stranger, whoever. It's how you help us continue to grow and bring you more great shows like this. And if you love what we do, or even if you hate what we do, we really want to know. So become what we call a big mouth by dropping us a line. Go to the website and send us an email or leave a comment on any episode show page at thebiginside.com or just go to the Facebook page like so many other people have been doing and leave comment there. On to the sponsors. Today's show was sponsored by Saisei Sports, makers of the new pre-workout formula Rekt. Their audience is also growing, by the way. More and more lifters are realizing that this company, Saisei Sports, they're not gimmicky. They really did put together a pre-workout formula with higher doses of ingredients, which means you save money because you don't have to take as much to get the amazing benefits. It's a better pump, more focus, and no harsh crash. Visit their growing community at their website and become part of the growing SciSay movement. You can learn more about Rekt, R-E-K-T, and buy it for yourself at SciSaySports.com, S-A-I-S-E-I Sports.com. We've also been brought to you once again by Scorpio Creative, a small boutique branding and design firm. Are you a small business or just an individual who has a brand? Logo, website, collateral, whatever you need, marketing strategy, social media. Scorpio Creative specializes in small to mid-sized businesses and individuals, helping you get the marketing you need to look like the big guys at a small guy's budget. Get your business up to speed with its marketing today at ScorpioCreative.com. As we've mentioned a million times already, The Big Inside is independent. We're independently funded. This stuff doesn't come for free, even if you're listening to it is. So if you like what you hear on The Big Inside, please... Pretty please consider dropping a few bucks in our virtual bucket of love at our website. It's like a fun drive, guys. It's just like public television or public radio. You guys are paying for your own entertainment. Please exercise the good old American way. Go to TheBigInside.com. Any amount will help keep us going. Your generosity is not only appreciated, we'll chat you up on the air. Drop us 20, drop us 50, drop us 100. It doesn't matter. In fact, why not take advantage of our growing audience and hump our leg at the exact same time? Why don't you make your business a sponsor of The Big Inside? Our audience is growing, like I said, and we really do want to represent your products and services with an audience that is like-minded with your brand. Contact us via our website for more info. We love selling your stuff, and karma is real. Okay, now it's time for the usual closer. As you know, we like to end each episode of The Big Inside with what we call The Little Insider, where we take something we've been up to personally that's helped our lives improve or just something interesting that we've done, and we turn it into a recommendation for you guys to look into this week. All right. Oh, you're just not feeling this at all, are you, Nick? Yeah. <laughs> I'm torched, man. You gassed me with this fucking episode. Ah, well, just phone it in. Just, you know, talk your vacation. Talk about something from your vacation. Yeah, I got to go. I was, uh, I had the opportunity to uh, take a vacation in Mexico, and uh, I was able to visit Chichen Itza, which is something I've always wanted to see. And uh, I was absolutely astounded by the ruins that I saw there. I mean, fuck, if anyone can uh, create the opportunity for themselves to go down there, I would highly suggest it, yeah. That's cool. Embrace your ancient cultures. I love this, that. This sounds douchey. No, it sounds no, no. pretentious I think it sounds, to be it like, fine. oh, I think you should go on vacation. No, exploring the world. It's like a lot of people stay too close to home. I think it's worthwhile. It's a good recommendation. Oh, you fucking tapped me out with this, uh, with this episode here. No, it's fine. It's fine. All right, here's mine. Mine is, I want everyone to go online right now. This really was useful. Um, and I want everyone to go on, yeah, I don't know, go on YouTube or whatever. And I want you to look up a title called Culture Over Goals. It's by Ryan Doris. It was actually given to me by, actually, I think you recommended it to me, Nick. I sent you the link. It's a great video. And I, I it's actually, 
Um, you know, it's one of those classic talking head things where the guy just talks at the camera. But it's actually, uh, I think it's timely beyond diet and fitness. He's talking about culture and cross-culturalism and how we can embrace it. And I don't know, I thought it was just a great little piece. I recommend it to anyone. It's good food for thought for the week. And that'll do it for The Big Inside. Today's show was produced by the Physiculture Collaborative, who was also beaten up in junior high, but they deserved it. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Music in today's episode was all Creative Commons licensed and is provided by Middle Mountain, Fall Risk, Graphic Melee, Fatal Injection, David Hyde, and Kevin McLeod. Please check out all of these genius artists online at places like Bandcamp and YouTube and SoundCloud and the like. Their work is not only incredible, some of them are also friends of mine. That's the workout for your ears this week. I'm Christian Mady, a.k.a. XN for The Big Inside, reminding you that no matter what you do on your outside, what makes it big is what's found on the inside. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you later. Later.